Hello? Well, hello. Would this be the man known as Blood Diamonds? Yes, it would. Well, hi. This is Scott Wood. I'm calling from the interview show. What's up? Uh, what's up, man? How you doing? I'm doing okay today. What are you doing? I am watching my dear friend Aubrey consume a plate of plain spaghetti. Wow. That should be good. And what's your dinner going to be? Um, I'm having a gallon of black tea. <laughs> and I, I, um, I wish I was kidding. Hey, my name is Blood Diamonds, and you're listening to the interview show.
I, I, um, I wish I was kidding. That's a large amount of tea, my friend. Yeah. You and the urinal later tonight. Party. <laughs> yeah, but you, you are correct in that statement. Welcome to the interview show. This is Scott Wood, your host, and today I have the mysterious Blood Diamonds on the line. Hello, Blood Diamonds. Hey, what's up? What's going on with you? Not much. Just sitting in beautiful Vancouver in Chinatown. Now, you are a mysterious entity on the internet right now. No one knows that much about you. So, really? your fans on the internet, what do they need to know about Blood Diamonds? Um, well, I don't know what they want to know. How much is too much is, is what I'm asking. Well, I'm Scott Wood from The Interview Show, so you know I want every excruciating detail. Well, if you really must know, I'm, uh, I'm from Kansas City, and I moved to Canada this year. And I started Blood Diamonds. It's 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 hard to say. It just kind of um, there's a lot of a lot of great people behind me, and that doesn't necessarily make me great. Um, but um, I've had a lot of help from Illy, my manager, and uh, Phil, who's associated with uh, Pop Manifesto Records. <laughs> and. Uh, <laughs> Sorry, I've, I've just got, <clears throat> I'm at school and some nerds are um, uh, telling me to uh, say World of Warcraft. Um, sorry. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right, well, I want to dial it back and I want to talk a little bit about your music. Okay. All right, so when I, I opened the show with Lasting Love. Well, well, that's an interesting story. I, um, I actually started Lasting Love about eight months ago and originally it was just some... Uh, some samples and a uh, a slap bass, and I uh, I sent it to my friend Chaz, who uh, <clears throat> he's uh, he's in a project called Wet Look, and uh, he loved it. He just fell in love with it, and we talked about producing it more. And just over <clears throat> the span of like three or four months, we were just bouncing it back and forth, and um, he ended up recording actually who um, who is in Wet Look. And that's her singing on the record. And um, just through bouncing back and forth on the net, that's, uh, that's what came out, you know. Nice, nice. Now, I know a little bit about you. I've done a bit of research. Your day job is designing sounds for video games. Yes. Now, from what I know of that profession, it's very isolated. You spend your whole day designing, you know, heads exploding. Um, not necessarily. I mean... There's, um, it's, it's, it's not necessarily isolated, but the work, it's, it's not that focused. You know, there's, um, there's soundtracking, there's mixing, you know, stuff like that, but nothing too, too repetitive. By day, you're making video game explosions or soundscapes for video games. What made you decide I'm just going to go into music? I was actually uh, doing music first before I did the uh, the game design path, and um, I, I somewhere along the path I decided if if <clears throat> if I, sorry and um, if I'm going to do music I I can't have that be I can't have that be my job, you know what I mean? Like, tell him that I'm artist. screaming. Tell him I'm screaming Dead Space back at him. Um, he's he's screaming Dead Space back at you. 
Mass Effect. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that tells you a little bit about where I'm at. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I mean, if, if I was going to do music as an art, I couldn't do it for my job. You know what I mean? Because once, once you turn something like that into a job, um, it's, it's not art anymore. I, Interesting. Yeah. Yeah, Interesting so. theory. All right. Well, here's what I would love to know. Considering you're designing soundscapes for video games, what's one thing from your day job that you take to your moonlighting as Blood uh, Diamonds? Samples. When uh, you know, when you sample, you uh, you end up collecting it. You collect it and you bank it. What you record or what you collect out of something that's pre-existing. And um, a lot of the uh, soundscapes used in Feral Envelope were first uh, recorded and sampled elsewhere. Like uh, the synths, like built synths and stuff like that weren't originally intended for Blood Diamonds, but some of those first songs I really uh, heavily relied on samples and stuff like that. Cool, cool. Well, people out there are really loving what you do. So anyways, at the end of the show, I love to have the artist take a song from their current repertoire and talk a little bit about it. Mm-hmm. I personally love your song, Aries, so I would love it if you could talk about that. Oh, word, yeah. Um, when did I start, Aries? I started it as, um, started that six months ago, and I just kind of scrapped it. Like, it was just a demo. A lot of the bells I recorded in uh, my apartment in Vancouver, so I actually started the track in Kansas City and um, kind of breathed new life into it in Vancouver because it was like, it was it was an okay track, but it was like it was pretty dead. Like it was like a minute and a half long, and um, Phil wanted to release it like that, but um, I just I just revamped it, and um, and now it's on the internet. So it's out there for everybody to enjoy. Yes. All right. I was looking. I was. I was listening to it today on uh, SoundCloud, and uh, I love SoundCloud because you get to hear, you get to see all the random comments people put up about it. Right. One dude at the end of the song put, "It's I'm singing this in the shower right now," and you know, if when you hear the song out there in the listening audience, you're going to see that <laughs> it would be pretty funny to hear somebody singing this song in the shower. I, I guess like um, like verbiage without words is the future, right? I have to ask the follow up question: Is of course, what are you singing in the shower these days? Oh man, um, I'm a rude boy, boy. Let me get it up. I'm a rude boy, boy. How's that? <laughs> that was perfect. Blood Diamonds, I really appreciate you spending some time with me tonight. Thank you very much. Yeah, man. Hey, this is Blood Diamonds, and you're listening to the interview show.
Well, hello. Would this be Maddie C? This is, yeah. Hey, this is Scott Wood. I'm calling from the interview show. How's it going? Good, man. How you doing? I'm doing all right. Things all right, are man. definitely crazy here. What are you up to? Oh, not a lot, man. Just uh, actually doing a little relaxing on the couch. I got to work later on tonight, so I'm just kind of having a bit of downtime. Right now, it's hanging out, making my daughter crack up and giggle. So, yeah, it's pretty good. Uh, pretty good downtime activity for sure. Uh, so, hey, everybody, this is Maddie C, and you're about to hear Action, which is off of my new EP on 11-inch records, courtesy of DJ 11 from The Rub, Brooklyn, New York. And, uh, yeah, you're about to listen to good old, nice bit of fun dance music. Hi, this is Maddie C, and you're locked into the interview show with Scott Wood. Welcome to the interview show. This is Scott Wood, your host, and today I've got Maddie C on the line. Hi, Maddie C. Hi, everybody out there in Radioville. Welcome to the show. 
Thank you very much. Nice to uh, to meet you on uh, on air, Scott. Likewise, likewise. So you now you've got a new single out, Action. Yeah, that's right. We've just heard it. Nice. Uh, it's out on um, DJ Eleven from the Rubs uh, label, Eleven Inch Records, based out of Brooklyn, New York. And uh, it's my second release that I've done with the Rub guys. The first one I did with DJ Ayers uh, a couple of years ago. Um, similar vein, just kind of fun, clubby, not too serious dance tracks. Just, uh, just a bit of fun, lots of uh, kind of 80s sounds in there. Give it a bit of a throwback feel. Nice. So now I hear that you use a sample from Poison in it. Yeah, it's actually, I was watching, I can't remember what movie I was watching over the summer, and I just happened to see the Poison video in the background. I was like, oh, man, I'm turn a really good uh, sample if you could pitch it up so I ended up uh, um, pitching it up a couple of uh, notes and made it sound a little bit more like it was uh, a female voice and then um, layered a couple of different uh, different versions over it at different pitches and it give it a kind of a nice chanty feel and uh, yeah just kind of took it from there and that's sort of where the impetus for the, the track started and then I just threw a couple of kick drums and snare drums on there and a little 80 sort of bass line to kind of tie it all together and there you go so, no, why did you feel the need to change it from a male voice to a female voice? Uh, I don't know. It just happened to be the, uh, just kind of what happened, you know? It's one thing I love about about uh, the beginning of the songwriting process is you sort of don't really know what your original sound sources are going to turn into, and I love just sort of messing around with things at the beginning, and uh, yeah, it just happened to just, I don't know, put a pitch, pitch, uh, changer on it and throw it into a couple different keys just to see if it would work with some different uh, some different uh, keys that I was thinking about putting it in and there it was. So Action was remixed by Cut Corners so can you talk a little bit about what it's like to make a track, be a DJ and then get a remix back? Uh, it's, it's always an in- interesting proposition because you kind of you have in your own head a, a real idea of what the track is and then you get, you know bounce it down into eight or ten different parts and give it off to somebody and then you get a, a completely different result and sometimes they work and sometimes they don't work but uh, in this particular case wow I mean I think Matt uh, from from the Rob or sorry from uh, the freshest cut corners he just absolutely just destroyed the remix it's got a real, uh, you know, it's a real unique flavor. It's completely set apart, I think, from the original. Um, you know, it has the same vocal sample, but that's really where the similarities end. He's, he's played a uh, live bass line in it, and he's got the most just disgusting sounding drum samples that he's been using in it. It's just, it just sounds like oh, just a perfectly recorded disco drum line. And I uh, really thought that the, uh, the end product that he delivered was just cut above. Really, 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 really happy with it. Okay, you've been a DJ on the Vancouver scene for ages now. Yeah. You're, you're a veteran. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, I definitely, I've been doing, I've, I got my uh, first set of turntables in 1993, so I've definitely been uh, been around the block a couple of times with it and uh, trying, uh, trying, yeah, just sort of, you know, play as many different styles and, and be able to, uh, to sort of, you know, basically just, you know, like depending on what kind of mood I'm in one night, uh, you know, I might end up playing a drum and bass gig, or I might end up playing a disco gig, or just a straight top 40 club set, or full-on kind of banger rave type uh, type set. You know, it really just all sort of depends on uh, what the venue is and, um, and uh, what the crowd in front of me is like. I was reading your Twitter today, and I saw this great quote. It made me chuckle a little bit. Are you ready for it? All right. <laughs> the quote was, sorry, dudes, I know you have a lot of history with the music, but modern rap turns a dance floor 
real ugly real fast. Yeah, it's just something I noticed lately. Like, I, uh, you know, I, I find, like, you know, I, I mean, it, it all depends, right? I mean, that's, that's of course, very tongue-in-cheek and written pretty intoxicated while I'm at a top 40 club just doing sort of a, you know, pay-the-rent kind of gig. And um, But I just, I definitely notice, you know, like, when you're kind of playing more up-tempo styles these days, people tend to respond to it a lot better. And there's, you know, definitely a vibrancy on the dance floor. Whereas if you slow it down to hip hop, unless you got like a super, you know, you know, crowd that's, uh, you know, that's sort of geared for hip hop and wants to hear it that night, if you just kind of throw it onto the, onto the mass public, it definitely seems to fall a little bit flat. And it seems like most dance floors these days in the clubs, they want something a little bit faster and a little bit more urgent. All right. So, at the end of the show, I love to have the guest pick a track off the record and talk a little bit about it as I bring up the music. Hey, you're about to listen to Discotheque by myself, Maddie C., uh, straight out of Vancouver, British Columbia. And uh, Discotheque is just a, another real fun, uh, real simple dance track. It's actually uh, based off of a, a very low-filtered sample from... Uh, um, oh, uh, Disco Inferno, and it's also got a little bit of Adam F. Uh, brand new funk in there, which is an old drum and bass record that, for some strange reason, I decided to take a record that was a pretty fast paced 175 BPM and slow it down to 130 and take it from more of a funky feel into more of a straightforward 4-4 house feel and uh yeah just um again nothing too serious just a bit of fun to go out and dance to hi this is maddie c and you're locked into the interview show with scott wood
Rashmi the 